Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, G, U corner, half back, flat, on two. Ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. Good morning, Bump. How are you now? Good morning, fellas. Doing well. Danny, nice to hear your voice again, man. Well, it is it is great to be back, and it's fun to talk to you, Bump. Do you, th- do you think horns down deserves a penalty? Should you be penalized for hanging the horns down to a Texas player? Man, that is so soft. They should be embarrassed. If I'm a football player, if I'm on that team, <laughs> um, I'm going to the AD and saying, man, you're making this look soft. You think you're helping. It's almost like when like a parent helps a kid out in a situation with another kid. When you're really embarrassed, you should just let them kind of handle that situation. This is what's happening here. That's ridiculous. This is football. Get out your feelings and let's play some ball. Danny, as a dog, bump as a coog, is there any sort of hand signal that draws this kind of vitriol in the Pac-12? Uh, man, only thing I can think of is what Danny just mentioned was the W. You know, Oregon has the O. The Cougs, we didn't really have anything that we threw up, you know, when, when we when we did something successful. So any kind of disrespect to the O and the W, maybe. Um, maybe USC as well. You know, they have their little peace sign that they oh, throw yeah. up when they're singing their fight song. Um, but what do you do with those? You just turn them upside down. And if an opponent is doing that to you, uh, that means they really care about this game. That means you are a big deal. So they want to try to get in your head. Take it as a form of flattery. Yeah, I, I always I I enjoy seeing Oregon flash their zero. I I, I think when zero. they put the zero up, it's good because they're letting everyone know exactly how many national championships they've won. None, none. There we go. We missed that. That's for sure. All right. All right. Question one for you, Michael Bump. Is it does feel like there's a growing expectation that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back with the Green Bay Packers this season? AJ Hawks the latest guy to intimate as such, and he's spent time with him over the course of the past week. Rodgers has been golfing a whole lot. Do you expect Rodgers to be playing for the Green Bay Packers week one? Yeah, I do, man. I I do. I think this was a effort to get the organization to respond and listen to Aaron Rodgers. We all know, we're familiar here in Seattle, that quarterbacks do have issues or egos. They want to be heard. They want to be respected. And I don't see anything wrong with that. But the closer you get to the season, the realer it gets. And Aaron Rodgers is a competitor. He just won the MVP. He still has Devontae Adams at the receiver spot. I think he's want, he wants to go out there and play football. End of the day, this is what he's here to do. This is what he's done his whole life. So a few months ago, I was hoping he wasn't with the Green Bay Packers. I was hoping they would fold and make a deal. But the longer they stand strong, the more I'm convinced that he's going to be there next year. Then you have A.J. Hawk, who I assume is one of his boys, right? They won a Super Bowl together, play a lot of football together. I assume that's one of his boys. If A.J.'s coming out and dropping dimes like um, Russell Wilson's agent did, you know, when it came to him being traded, um, you know, there ha- I feel like there's some truth to that. So, yes, I expect Aaron Rodgers to be suited up week one for the Packers. I think that's good news for football. I, I'll admit that I kind of I wanted to see him sit out, but – Better for the Seahawks, that's for sure. Yeah, but I'll I'll watch. I think that's going to be a fun drama this year. I Green Bay, Green Bay and Tampa Bay are two teams that I think, and the two teams that played for the conference title, they each are going to face different questions. For me, Tampa Bay, can they stay healthy? And Green Bay, man, they had a lot of things go right. 
and they came really close. They were one of the final four teams, and then it felt like they're a mess this offseason. I'll, I'll be interested to see. I think those those sort of situations, if you see a little bit of turbulence early in the year, that can really affect a team. I think it, Green, Green Bay has the possibility of going sideways this year. Danny, there are a few teams in the league, whether you like them or not, if they are playing well, if they have their marquee quarterback, it's better for the NFL. Greenback Packers is one of them. Unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys are one of them. The Patriots are one of them. These old school teams, even if the Bears, if the Bears got hot, that's good for the NFL. These are these storied NFL franchises that people love and have a deep following. So as much as it would make it difficult on the Seahawks, as a league, you want Aaron Rodgers to be playing and playing at a high level, and I think we'll see that this year. Question two. All right, Bump, we're seeing reports that Tom Brady played this entire season. It was going to be a strained MCL, partially torn MCL, and now it sounds like it was a fully torn MCL. From from the, from the an athlete, does that make what he did this last year even more impressive? Yes, it does. And, uh, you know, it does and it doesn't to me, all right, because I played a full season with a strained MCL. Um, it it hurts, but if you if you brace it, you support it, you should be okay. And I'm playing receiver. I'm running, putting my foot in the ground. Um, but you can't ignore that this guy had something going on in his knee and didn't complain nice. once about it. Didn't didn't go to the media and say, you know, I'm not right. Something's not right physically. <laughs> Been around um, this we, worker. We gotta, figure, <laughs> we gotta we gotta figure some things out. He just went on like business as usual. So it's not extremely painful. It is painful. It's uncomfortable. You definitely feel it. But it's not like you have um, a blown-out ACL or something like that. But it does make him tough. I heard John Klain talking earlier. He's not the most athletic guy. He's not going to move around in the pocket. But because he's not athletic, um, I feel like that kind of amplifies that pain as well because he's being more careful. He's in the pocket. Guys are diving at his feet. He can't escape. Um, It is impressive, man. And that shows just the mental toughness that Tom Brady has. It shows that he's not a whiner. He's not going to get in front of the media, make excuses for himself. He's going to show up. He's going to ball out. The dude's like 68 years old, too, so you got to show some love there. <laughs> what was the biggest key for you when you were playing to play through an injury? Did you have a mental trick that you would use to say, all right, this isn't that bad? Like, how did you get over it? Because I remember when you talked about the foot injury you had that it, it, it felt like it was one of those things where it was really hard to, I guess, get past it. Yeah, you know what you have to do? You have to go to treatment every single day. You have to... Do everything you have to do to help yourself in this situation, and then mentally it's going to help as well. Because you can tell yourself, look, I'm going to treatment every day. I'm doing what I have to do. And then you got to change your game a little bit. You know, I played I played on a, with a high ankle sprain in my second Apple Cup, and um, I just knew I couldn't get down the field. I knew I was just going to get into a zone and sit. So you modify your game a little bit, and you just convince yourself that you're good enough to be better than the worst guy on your team. In Tom Brady's case, man, he was good enough to win a Super Bowl. Is pain tolerance something that you can change or get used to? Over, the, I've always, because pain tolerance is one of, it's you either have it or you don't, I've usually thought. And some guys just don't have a very high pain tolerance. R- Richard Lewis was one of those. He just, he didn't, he didn't have a, a, a high pain tolerance. And it, is that, is that something that's just inherent with the player? Yeah, man, that's like it's like speed, right? Either you have it or you don't. You can work on it. You can get better at it. <laughs> but if you're not blessed with it, you just don't have it. I think pain is the same way. And I, I think it's mental, too. Like one of my kids, if he gets hurt, 
he will freak out. It don't matter what it is. I'm like, bro, calm down. It's just a little bump. <laughs> My other child, man, he'll eat it, get up, move on. You know, and I'm like, damn, like, where? What's the difference there? It's just internal. It's, it's your mental. So yeah, I think either you have it or you don't. You can work on it, but you're not going to change it much. I just think of scenes of boxers and some of the things that they do to uh, like harden their bodies before fights. I wonder if that even does anything or if that is just some sort of mental trick because it doesn't seem to make sense that bruising your body before a fight would actually make you better suited for said fight if you're just basically taking an absolute beating before you go into the ring. <laughs> hey, you guys, when we were young, when Gatorade was in a glass bottle, you guys remember those things, Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. uh, we, I'm, I'm sure you guys did this. We used to go to the court after watching Michael Jordan play, drink some Gatorade, and think that we're about to ball. Like, I just had my Gatorade out this glass bottle. I'm about to go out there and ball, right? It's mental. You can play tricks uh, with your mind. So I think I think that's part of it. If you can convince yourself that this is going to help you or you can work your way through it, I, you, you can surprise yourself of what you can accomplish. Question three. We touched on this really quickly yesterday, Bum. But first off, there's a podcast that is out. It's a Keep to Leaves podcast, and Jalen Ramsey is on it. I haven't even listened to it yet, but I really want to listen to the whole thing, and I'm very excited to listen to the whole thing because I enjoy both of those personalities very, very much. We heard Jalen Ramsey yesterday essentially just talking about some of the things that he did to get in a headspace to make himself, I guess, as mad as possible at the opposition, specifically one Russell Wilson. Here he is sharing what he did on that podcast. Like, grimy, like... You know what I mean? Like, say, say, for, and I got nothing but respect for, for, for Russ, Russell, and the Seahawks. Nothing but respect for him. But say we play in Seattle, I'm going to listen to Future all week. And the DBs and the team, that's what we're going to listen to at practice, Future, all week. It's just a mindset. Man, I really think, like, football is a, is a, is a competitive, vicious, like, sport. And I want to keep it that way. Yeah. And I want to get in that mindset of, like, yo, we – we really don't like, even if I know you, until this game over with or I know the game is over with or out of hand, I don't like you. So I'm getting in a mindset where it's like, yo, you, you. Again, that's really how I feel. It's going down. It's going down. So whatever I can do to get me in that mindset and my teammates in that mindset. We, we've talked with you enough to know that you don't do trash talk. And when people have come after you, you said, all right, well, watch out, watch out. But when you internalize something like that, you, you, I, I want to know what – Michael Bumpus's anger translator is actually saying behind closed doors as you try to get yourself ready for a game. <laughs> hey, you know, um, you remember that clip of Aaron Donald where he's walking, he's pacing back and forth in the Super Bowl? He's like, this is what you trained for. This is why you're here. Come on, be a dog. Yada, yada. He's talking to himself. That was kind of my approach. I, I get into my own little area, get into my zone, and I talk myself. I, I talk to myself. I'll tell myself, I'm the greatest in the Pac-10 at the time. I got the best hands. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It's really just self-motivation. But then once somebody started talking to me on the field, like USA, USC used to talk the most trash ever, naturally, right? Um, I would internalize it and just smile and laugh at him and make a play on him, pat him on the butt, you know, make another play, look him in his eyes, ask him how his day's going, and then walk back to the huddle and kind of get myself going again. It was more about me than the opponent. And then I put on some DMX, man. Nothing like DMX, you know, for pregame to get you going. There we so go. It was more a visual thing and a self-talk type of thing. Not big, not a big trash talker. I trash talk once 
really bad against USC, and we almost beat them. They were number one in the country. But after the game, they were all on my head. I'm like, see, that's why I don't talk trash, man, because I just like to, you know, do my thing and you know, catch my, my footballs, go for a hunting, get up out of there, and not to deal with all this extra stuff. Now, hey, I love the idea of, of Michael Bumpus and listening to Michael Bumpus talk trash. Uh also, shout out to DMX and a, re- a, yeah. a reminder of the meanest, the, the meanest thing that Paul ever said to me. <laughs> like the meanest thing he's ever said on this show. I about this. Yeah, we were talking about DMX and, and Paul said, like, even someone your age appreciated DMX. <laughs> I was like, Paul, I was listening to It's Dark and Hell is Hot when you were still in diapers. Got that on the day it came out. Which is certainly accurate. And 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 now to show that I truly am an old man, let's go. I, the 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 fact that Jalen Ramsey listens to Future is the most petty, lame thing possible. Like the future, like I think the future. And when when Atlanta played Future before the Seahawks played the Falcons, like in a in a playoff football game, I thought it was the corniest, most unprofessional. I was like, Future. Was had a child with Russell Wilson's like that's real life thing like it doesn't have anything to do with Russell Wilson it's not have anything to do with the choice and like that's like a real life like there's kids involved and I, <laughs> think about I the say, children no even as I say I realize I'm an old man but I'm like I, that is that makes me angry I think less of Jalen Ramsey because he thinks that that's cool to listen to future before he plays Russell Wilson like that's an actual real world situation with some really sturdy like problematic accusations that have gone toward how future is treated has treated Sierra I hate it Danny relax Danny relax. <laughs> <laughs> future hey Future has some bangers too, man. Like he has some good music as well. Not, Mask not off. all of his stuff. I don't like a, I don't like a lot of his stuff, but some of his stuff is good. Like I understand why they will listen to it, and it's gamesmanship. You do what you got to do to get into Russell Wilson's head. I don't think it works. I don't think Russell even cares. I think he thinks it's petty. It is petty, but that's Jalen Ramsey. What else do we expect from Jalen Ramsey? I expect him to play Future. It's not that serious, Danny. You definitely just showed your age right now. It's all good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, Bump. I don't like it. <laughs> that is Michael Bumpus with Blue 42. Bump, it's great to hear from you. We know you're on a bus tour with the Seahawks today, so we wish you well in that and hope you have a great day. Thanks, Bump. All right, guys. Take care. That is Michael Bumpus. He's with us uh, every Wednesday and Thursday, usually with us for the whole hour, but today uh, he is on that bus tour. So we will be moving on.